It's time for Caught on Tape with Doug Murin. And now your host, Doug Murin. Hey, today we've got a, uh, a, a great interlude for our show. Uh, I'm, I've invited a guest, Dr. David McKenna, former president of Asbury Seminary and uh, Seattle Pacific University, the man who actually rescued the university in my day, younger days, and brought it back to the greatness that it is. I uh, love Dr. McKenna. You're going to in- enjoy hearing a, a bit about his, his thoughts on prosperity. Uh, what are you leaving behind? So uh, hang out and uh, listen to these words with real interest. I think you're going to be happy you did. Hey, today, folks, I have one of my favorite people on the planet. A great, great man, the former president of Asbury Seminary and uh, my alma mater, Seattle Pacific University, Dr. David McKenna. Thank you, doctor, for joining us today. Thank you for the privilege. I mean, Good you to, are, uh, be with you, Doug. You are you are definitely one of my heroes. I I uh, you rescued SPU, you transformed Asbury, and you have probably influenced as many leaders as anybody who's been around the last fifty years or so. Wouldn't you think? Well, I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, I think my uh, it's my greatest joy is to get uh, word particularly from someone who stepped into leadership, that uh, I might have uh, stood with them at an intersection of decision and yeah. uh, or restoration. Uh, I, I think there's a great ministry for restoration of yeah. leaders. And in fact, my next book is, uh, uh, it has the subtitle, uh, Failure is Not Final. Oh, and yeah. I think that's a message that I want to send cool. out to Hurting, burned out, broken, and even afraid leaders today. Wow! Now your your new book, which we want to talk about, the prosperity gospel. What 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 was on your heart when you started that? What what motivated you to to uh, do that? Because it's a, it's a great book. My my motivation was the recognition that uh, in retirement, I asked Peter Drucker's question. How do you want to be remembered? And this became the basis for me to not only begin spiritual search, uh, but also uh, uh, prayerful, uh, reflective uh, in times of, of solitude. Then I came across the, uh, the Psalm 71, and, uh, in which the uh, psalmist says, Even when I, am an, when I am old and gray, do not forsake me, my God, until I declare your power to the next generation, your mighty act to all who are to come. And I realized that uh, I needed to uh, consider my my role, not in terms of the honors received and remembered that way, but what I had to offer from my experience and particularly my spiritual journey in leadership, what do I have to offer uh, to the next generation? And this led me to the uh, comparison between what we call the the prosperity gospel, in which uh, the uh, assumption is that uh, when we do the will of God, we we prosper. And mm-hmm. of course, this has become a both a controversial, but also very popular message. And I realized that God had. Uh, had uh, honored us with uh, a prosperity in that we are um, we are comfortable. We're living with the benefits of a frugal life, and we have uh, 
we have financial resources, uh, modest though they may be, that we want to transfer to the next generation. And we want it to be reflective of who we are and what our life motive has been uh, to the glory of God. So I took the thought that we had uh, paid a great deal of attention to our prosperity in terms of transfer through a will and uh, and defining through that will uh, where our uh, resources would go uh, after we're gone. And then I took the next step and said, now, wait a minute, we spend all this time uh, preparing a a will so that we don't die and testate from uh, from a financial standpoint. How about the spiritual resources that God has put in our in my hand in our hands? And so I then began to reflect on that, and and lo and behold, it began to pr- become a book in which I realized how rich we are uh, mm-hmm. with uh, spiritual wealth mm-hmm. and uh, the benefits that God has given us, not only by His uh, creating in us uh, us in his own image and loving us and, and uh, giving us Jesus Christ and the hope of salvation. But all the experiences that uh, have come along the line and when I've given myself to him, what I've learned, and, and these suddenly became a portfolio of spiritual wealth that I decided I needed to take as seriously or even more seriously than I did my uh, our financial resources. Mm. And so that is uh, how I began to think and pray and write. What would, what would you say is the most surprising insight you came up with in the book that you're going to share with all of us who get it? Uh, I was thinking this morning, uh, the, the most uh, surprising, it, it, it comes out of the book, but uh, uh, this morning I was thinking of the fact that when, when we have our our annual family reunion at Lake Chelan each summer, It'll be 50 straight years. We hmm. uh, we came in the first year when we came to Seattle Pacific. We had to discover Chelan, and that became a family setting. So we'll have as many as 26 of our family there. Hmm. And each night, uh, they want me to not only pray, but also to give an insight, uh, some spiritual insight. And I've gone back and picked up uh, major events in the spiritual journey that I want them to uh, hear uh, and hopefully remember, and even more than that, to uh, uh, to emulate in their own life. And when I, th- I thought about this, at Christmas this, uh, this year, our youngest daughter, Sue, who lives five minutes away from us, hosted Christmas dinner for the family. And in, whenever we go to their home, they, of course, are, are the host. And so Sue got up and and said she wanted to tell the story. Uh, she's a quilter, and and uh, my wife had given her her grandma's quilt that had the story of um, the uh, Janet's parents as pastors in the Free Methodist Church in Kalamazoo, mm-hmm. and this and the whole story was was uh, embroidered into the quilt, and Sue decided she needed to. Uh, renew that, and so she told our family the story of how, with tears, she repaired Grandma's quilt and sensed uh, the Spirit of God moving in her life. 
and I realized that that, that I think, is my high moment, Doug, that mm. uh, there was the transfer, and I saw the beauty of, of her life and spirit coming into full focus, and I said, aha, it's, it's worth it all. So it's sort of a refocusing of uh, all of uh, a life lived well into a symbol that reflected not just hope but courage for the future, right? That, that's uh, that's one the uh, uh, you know the psalmist has said that your mighty acts will be mm-hmm. known to all who are to come. Yeah, I I was looking at my grandkids the other day and I was praying, what would be the best thing? that I would want to leave with them. And as you were speaking, I heard this in there as well. I want to leave them with courage. There's not a lot of courage uh, out there today. And uh, you, you've you been a courageous leader. I mean, I mean, you left the mark at SPU. I remember it probably wouldn't have been there without you. Really, today, I think you turned it around. Isn't that true? Well, it. Uh, we reached <laughs> I mean, reached it's the true. point when I first came, we had no more money for paying the salaries or meat and potato bills. So we, we started at a, uh, at a point that, uh, required, uh, not only faithfulness, but, uh, you know, depending totally on the spirit of God to lead us out. And, and you, 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 you pulled it off. And that's why this book, I can't wait to read this book you've got out there. Cause you know, I, I got a little Bible college accredited and, uh, you were my model. You re, you re, we were, I never talked to you personally about it, oh, but I talked to you. vice presidents around you. And my question every day when I faced these dilemmas uh, where no one believed in us and I had to get this huge library in place and I was just young and and I would call my friends. What I said, what would Dr. McKenna do? <laughs> what, would he, <laughs> what would he do? And and they give me so many. I, I robbed so many of your ideas. And uh, so it's it's exciting to give you you credit because you you are a leader who does whatever it takes to make it happen, and that's that's why I'm excited about this book because I think it's going to be loaded with some insights for people. Well, I, I certainly hope so. The the other there's another motive in here, Doug, mm-hmm. that is uh, is so important to me now, and that is that our primary institutions of home, church, and school are, are all under threat. Yeah. And they are under the threat of radical of the radical self and individualism. Yeah. So that the common good and the communal good uh, get lost. Wow. And these institutions, home, church, and school, mm-hmm. are sustained by the what I call the community of memory. Wow. And if you look at the uh, at the polls related to the millennials today, they they are. Uh, they, they are a generation uh, without memory. Hmm. Uh, uh, they're mobile. They're uh, consumer-driven. They're, uh, in other words, they are anti-institutional, anti-authority, and those are all factors that I, I'm not laying a heavy hammer on them. But mm-hmm. it tells us that have we failed in terms of of giving them a community of memory? By which mm. there is the basically the transfer of spiritual wealth from generation to generation, mm. so that uh, that that the, that the home is is rich in memory, wow. uh, and and our and our churches and and our schools, mm. and as as you know, there there's a tendency. I, I, I'm going to sound like an old man now, but there is a tendency <laughs> to forget history. Yeah, and. Uh, 
uh, and to, uh, you know, forget those particularly on whose shoulders we build. And one of the great things uh, for me is to have uh, successors like uh, uh, Dan Martin at Seattle Pacific and yeah. uh, Timothy Tennant at uh, Asbury and Bla- uh, Brent Ellis at Spring Harbor University. Uh, every single one of them has has uh, made a statement that I'm building on your shoulders. Right. And that is that is so so commendable, and I think it's a message that needs to go far and wide uh, to young leaders today, and particularly to Christian leaders. Exactly, great words, Doctor. Hey, thank you for your life of faithful service. You don't know the times you've inspired me. I know that. So, uh, I I I thank you for giving us some time today. And I, I'm sure everybody listening will treasure because those are some great, great insights. Thank you. Thank you. God bless God you. God bless. Okay. That again, folks, was uh, Dr. David McKenna, former president of uh, Asbury Seminary and Seattle Pacific University. New book coming out titled The Prosperity Gospel. Uh, I'm, I've uh, sampled through some of these thoughts. You're going to want to get that book. Maybe we can even have it as an offer on the show. But uh, I know a lot of my listeners, uh, there's some, you know, we've got, we've got some responsibility to go in our lives yet. And I think Dr. McKinnis hit the nail on the head with this book with a, a time where, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we, we need to be conscious of what we're leaving behind. Hey, uh, I want to kind of make some of you aware, not everybody can do anything about this, but one of the, one of the, some of the decision makers may be listening. Uh, man, I've, I've uh, kind of had a new lease on life, seeing what's uh, our purpose is. And the radio show has a purpose. And we begin to see that it's really a portal into some uh, callings. We feel we have, uh, me and several friends, uh, we're, we're beginning what we're calling schools of evangelism. You know, most churches are rarely grow by conversion growth. And most churches that grow significantly have a, a sort of a lightning hits them and they start reaching what we call lost or, or unconvinced people. And what, what we found is, is evangelism can honestly push a church into phenomenal realms in all categories. So, uh, I've done this for years. I actually, I'm not, not bragging at all. I hold some sort of record for numbers of decisions in churches that I've led for Christ. And, and so I've developed a school of evangelism. It's very short. happens on a Wednesday, Thursday night or a weekend. It can be part one, two, three. Uh, but uh, if you have interest in learning that, some of the people have said, this is really great. I'm not going to do many of them. But uh, if you have interest, you can get a hold of us at our website, DougMurinRadio.com, DougMurinRadio.com. And uh, watch for also live radio shows we'll be doing in the area, too, we'll announce in the future here. But those are two things besides the show we're doing. I hope you enjoy the uh, rest of the show today. God bless you. Let me tell you how you can help us with the show. Uh, It does take some resources. We have some generous people who've stepped up and helped us out with a great deal of it. But if you would like to support us, what we have is an offer uh, this month for any who can help us financially. It's called A Way Through the Wilderness, a great book by Jamie Buckingham. And the reason I've chosen this book is, one, Jamie was one of my dearest friends. And I think this is one of the finest books ever written on the Exodus Crossing. It is loaded with tremendous insights that you rarely find anywhere else. And it's a great book. I'm, I'm going to send it to you for whatever gift you can give to help us stay on the air. It's called A Way Through the Wilderness. All you have to do is you can do one of three things. You can either uh, go to our PayPal, 
which is Doug Murin at PayPal. Leave your address. The book will go out to you. Or you can send any size contribution to Caught on Tape or just Doug Murin to 1806 Fifth Street, Wenatchee, W-E-N-A-T-C-H-E-E, Washington. Get this. Here's the zip. 98801. 1806 5th Street, Wenatchee, Washington. Send any size gift with your address. I'll get the book out to you. Or you can go to our website, which is DougMurinRadio.com. DougMurinRadio.com. And you can follow the donation section. And I'll make sure you get that book. It's a tremendous book. Not only will you help me, but I know I'm going to get to help you with this book. So God bless you. We do thank you for your support. If you would like a live radio show outreach at your church, just contact us at any of those numbers. Uh, my email is doug.murin at gmail.com. doug.murin at gmail.com. And we are starting to do some outreaches. I'm not doing a lot of them, but we are starting to do one. I hope you enjoy the show, and God bless you, and thank you for your generosity. And now back to more Caught on Tape with Doug Murin. Welcome back to the show. Again, if you'd like to... Uh know more how you can have uh, more questions answered about evangelism or whatever, our website, DougMurinRadio.com. Just go there. It's easy, and uh, you'll be sure to find me. I wanted to close today's show with a a little study out of Psalms 37, Uh, one of my favorite psalms. um, The key verse is actually found in Psalms 37, verse 7. It's sort of uh, is anticipated in verse 5 where he says, Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. That's, a, that's an interesting statement there. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. Uh, I think I, like all of us listening, sometimes anxiety can uh, get in uh, no matter what age you are. And uh, 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 it, it just seems to be the future is such a mysterious thing to us, isn't it? We really, uh, for times, think we know what's coming, but very often we don't know what's coming. And uh, faith posture can be sometimes a little difficult to hang on to. But David wrote this psalm, and he says, don't, don't, don't fret yourself first about evildoers. And he says, don't, don't worry about the grass. It fades. Trust in the Lord. Do good. But he, in verse 7, there's this great phrase here. He says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over who prospers and who doesn't. But he says, to be still, wait on the Lord. And this, this Hebrew word for wait is a, is a fascinating word. Uh, I've uh, made it part of my spiritual vocabulary. Uh, and and it, I always get a little boost out of it. And I, I think these things are important. Uh, Everybody needs a little juice in their life now and again. You really do. You need just a little, little reminder, a little shot of energy. And when I think of this statement, I always think, ah, okay. But he says, be still and wait before the Lord patiently. And the Hebrew word kava literally means put a spider web around something. And uh, years ago, I, got to, I met the great Dr. Cho, Yongji Cho, who lately became controversial, I think very unjustifiably. But, but I, I met him in Israel. I uh, had read all of his books about fourth dimension, and, and he was a great believer in seeing God doing things and waiting for them to happen. And I walked into a little uh, kibbutzim and a little restaurant there and sat down, and there were about five Korean people sitting there across the table from me, and I looked up and I thought, 
boy, that looks like Young Ji Cho. But but you know, yeah, as a as a, an Anglo, you all you're all you know. I hate to say it, but sometimes different races look they look pretty similar. And I and I have plenty of of uh, uh, friends who are not Anglo who tell me they have the same experience. So I, I I wasn't I didn't want to say hey Doctor Cho, you know, but I. I heard them say Cho, and I thought, okay, I know this is this is Doctor Cho. I said, "Are you Doctor Youngji Cho?" And he said, "Yes." And he he began teaching me right away. He loved it. I was an American pastor, and he talked about this word "wait." He says, "Wait upon the Lord." He says, "You know that that word means to to take a spider web and to literally wrap it around something and hold it until it gives birth." And I thought, man, that's incredible. So I memorized this psalm, Psalm 37. Be still before the Lord and wrap a spider web around your concern and let him work on it. Just let him work on it and, and, and see what happens and just wait on him and wait on him and wait on him in, in the sense that don't be fearful. Wrap, wrap your heart, wrap your spirit, wrap the, the word of God, wrap what you see in your heart around it. And in this psalm, a number of times he will talk about this, this need to establish yourself in patience while God does stuff. And I'm not, a, I'm not a patient man by nature. So let me assure you that the word wait is, is not, uh, you know, on very many of my promise cards for memorizing scriptures. In verse 8, he said the same thing. He said, for those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. And the idea doesn't mean sit around lazily, you know, kind of hanging out. It means to literally be watchful and to watch for the fulfillment of what you see as you've put a web of trust in God around it. And I sense today probably there are listeners who've got issues that require what I call high-grade trust. Uh, For me, high-grade trust areas are issues that relate to other people that I love because you have such little control over other people. But he says to wait, to just put the spider web of trust around that situation and let God, the idea is let God work with it. Let him work on it. I, as a as a younger pastor, planting, I planted, gosh, I think 14 churches. And and uh, the biggest one that I, I planted early on, we, uh, we were in trouble. They were going to make us move. We didn't have enough parking. Uh, we were doing like 11 services, and people were upset with me. We didn't have any good music, and I I could have done any number of things, but we were poorer than poor. And uh, one day, as I was praying, and the Lord just said, wait, just wait for me. Just wait for me to do it. I went to work one day. The neighbor next door who owns some property came over and said, hey, I've changed my mind. I'm going to sell you this parking lot for cheap. He wanted to move quick. By the end of the day, we had the lot. I didn't have a keyboardist person. A young woman showed up from the San Francisco Conservatory, walked in the door and said, I would like to play piano here. Do you need anybody? And she happened to be Seventh-day Adventist, but she was a great, she was a great black keyboardist, just really hot. And then a developer who had been to church on Sunday came and got a hold of me, and I'd, I'd never met him before. He owned a number of businesses, and he said, I came Sunday. I love your church. You need to have more, more room. He said, I'll not only build it for you, I'll pay for it. So in one day, as I'd waited, all these dilemmas were resolved. Trust me, I think of that day often in my life. Okay, I'm sure you enjoyed hearing from Dr. McKenna today. I hope my uh, reminder of the delight of trusting in the Lord you'll go with you today. Wait on him. 
There are circumstances I sense that uh, you need to put the web around. Trust me, like I experienced, you will experience it because God has no favorites. So I'm trusting for some great miracles to happen in your life today as you wait upon Him. God bless you, and we'll, we'll be with you next time you tune us in. Let me tell you how you can help us with the show. Uh, it does take some resources. We have some generous people who've stepped up and helped us out with a great deal of it. But if you would like to support us, what we have is an offer uh, this month for any who can help us financially. It's called A Way Through the Wilderness, a great book by Jamie Buckingham. And the reason I've chosen this book is, one, Jamie was one of my dearest friends. And I think this is one of the finest books ever written on the Exodus Crossing. It is loaded with tremendous insights that you rarely find anywhere else. And it's a great book. I'm, I'm going to send it to you for whatever gift you can give to help us stay on the air. It's called A Way Through the Wilderness. All you have to do is you can either one of three things. You can either uh, go to our PayPal, which is Doug Muren at PayPal. Leave your address. The book will go out to you. Or you can send any size contribution to Caught on Tape or just Doug Muren to 1806 Fifth Street, Wenatchee, W-E-N-A-T-C-H-E-E, Washington. Get this. Here's the zip. 98801. 1806 5th Street, Wenatchee, Washington. Send any size gift with your address. I'll get the book out to you. Or you can go to our website, which is DougMurinRadio.com. DougMurinRadio.com. And you can follow the donation section. And I'll make sure you get that book. It's a tremendous book. Not only will you help me, but I know I'm going to get to help you with this book. So God bless you. We do thank you for your support. If you would like a live radio show outreach at your church, Just contact us at any of those numbers. Uh, My email is doug.murin at gmail.com. doug.murin at gmail.com. And we are starting to do some outreaches. I'm not doing a lot of them, but we are starting to do one. God bless you. and Thank you for your generosity. Many have asked me, how can I get this on podcasts? Go to kcisradio.com. kcisradio.com. And you'll find it under Caught on Tape with Doug Murin. And you can get it on your little podcast thing. And I hope you'll enjoy it in that form, too. And thank you for spreading the word about it. Caught on Tape with Doug Murin is a listener and friend-supported program. Your help with the show and expanding the evangelism events of Doug Murin is appreciated. You can write Doug Murin, Caught on Tape, at 1806 Fifth Street, Wenatchee, Washington, 98801 or online at DougMurinRadio.com.